0: Blog Talk Radio. Good evening everyone and live from Josh Norman and Taylor Luan's dinner party, it's the fourth and inches show with Jenna <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna is conveniently seated between the two of them, I'm on the other side as usual. So Jenna, um, how was your Christmas and how did your uh, fantasy team do in championship week?
1: It was a great Christmas. I was very excited about it. Um and I actually had one team win a championship, which never that happens. Those fantasy gods normally smite me this time of year, but like we lucked into one. It was nice.
0: Congratulations. And so you get bragging you. rights for a year then. So uh we're here yeah, this well, week. I'll to try to try use to them help. Right,
1: wisely. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but you don't have to be judicious about it. I would just Talk about it every day for the next 300 and
1: like all the time
0: days, 365 <laughs> days until people get sick of you. Even if you get eliminated from next year's playoffs, you're still the defending champion <laughs> until week 16. Then,
1: yeah, I think it's reasonable.
0: <laughs> so, so,
1: you know, we'll see. We're going to try to help you guys win some championships this week as well. Um, obviously, we're here for those of you who are still playing. Um, there are some crazy leagues that play through week 17. And it is uh, certainly at this point, uh, it's a war of attrition and it's a lot of strategy here because this last week of the season, not only you're dealing with a whole mess load of injuries, but you have the fun added bonus of people who are just going to rest guys the whole game or the fun Russian roulette of, is a guy going to play long enough to be worth putting in my fantasy lineup before he gets pulled or how's this going to go? So there's a lot of variables that go into this and I have got you covered we'll be here for a full hour as we are every week of course during the football season there's not a lot we can do for you in the off season but we are still around Uh, we'll be here for the full hour you can find us all week long all over social media we're at fantasyfootballsherpa.com on facebook at the fantasy football sherpa fan page and of course we're on twitter at the number four thn inches show at jkim16 and fantasy underscore sherpa So if you don't get enough of us during this hour or you miss us during the off season, we're always around talking sports and uh, we're more than happy to help you with your lineup questions as well. So we've got all kinds of good stuff for you coming tonight. Of course, the always popular start and sit uh, who we like and who we don't as well as your daily fantasy picks or score predictions for the week, which seems to cause a little bit of strife between the two of us. If this is your first time listening Get ready. And of course we've got waiver wire pickups and the always fun injury report. (laughs) So we've we've got a lot going today. As you said, we're at a great dinner party right now. The food, the beef, phenomenal. The beef is (laughs) we're gonna just try to make it through without getting killed. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, that's that's sort of how we treat every show. Just try to get through without dying. So this is nothing all that new for us.
0: That's right. Nine. Yeah. finished with our ninth season and still wondering how we get through a whole show.
1: Yeah. I mean, who really ever knows? But, you know, we're going to try it again. So, like you said, well into our ninth season. This is our last episode of the year because, of course, this is the last week of the regular season. But... Like I said, you can find us all over social media if you miss us. In the meantime, we'll jump into the always fun injury report where you can literally knit yourself a blanket, start your own, I mean, franchise at this point. You've got time to do literally anything, and this is the streamlined version. Um, So here we go. Marcus Mariota got knocked out of the game last week with a stinger. He says he's going to play. The team says he's day-to-day. Uh, I think he's going to play. It's do or die. It's one of the few games that are actually you know, pretty meaningful. They got flexed into the Sunday night spot. Don't forget all the games this week are on Sunday. It's a glorious day, and we're going to take full advantage of it. However, some guys not playing this Sunday would be Matt Breida. He's still dealing with that ankle injury. He's already been ruled out, as well as Dante Pettis, who's been dealing with a knee injury. Eric Ebron got knocked out last week fairly early in the game with a concussion. He's still in the concussion protocol, and they're calling him questionable. Keep an eye on it. He's he's a pretty good healer. He plays hurt a lot, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him out there. But, of course, with concussions, that's always – who knows what's going to happen. Uh, Tevin Coleman's been dealing with a groin, groin injury. Uh, Dan Quinn says there's, quote, a good chance he's going to play this week. I'm going to take him at his word. So I think he's he's fine to put in your lineup if that's what you're choosing to do. Again, that would be a bit of a deeper league. But, hey, who are we to judge? The Eagles activated wide receiver Mike Wallace off of IR today. He's been dealing with an ankle injury. They're calling him questionable. <laughs> we'll see. Um, he could eat into carries or uh, targets for some of those Eagles wide receivers, but I think it's more for a possible playoff push, we shall see. Tamarius Thomas, unfortunately, done for the year and probably most of next year with an Achilles injury. Kiki Kute did not play again last week with that hamstring injury. They're saying he's questionable. It's probably gonna go down to game time. Have a plan B I should hope at this point you already do, but hey, who knows? Rashad Penny is going to be back this week, barring a setback with that ankle injury. So Chris Carson, you're on notice. You're going to not see quite as many carries this week. Austin Eckler also looking to be back this week, returning from a stinger. He's missed some time, but it looks like he's on track to play. Taylor Heineke is dealing with an elbow injury in his non-throwing shoulder. They're calling him uncertain. It looks like there's a decent chance he may not play this week. Um, Carolina's also already ruled out Cam Newton, so if you want to play quarterback for the Carolina Panthers, this is your chance, people. Quincy Inouye is not going to play, it looks like, with that ankle injury. Robbie Anderson, come on down. Uh, He's actually had a pretty nice last three weeks. We'll talk about him more, I'm sure, in Daily Fantasy Options and Weaver Wire pickups. Ricky Seals-Jones is dealing with a shoulder injury out in Arizona. He's questionable. looks like he's got a good chance of playing. Julio Jones, uh, historically – uh, not practicing on Wednesdays, as he's prone to doing, still dealing with hip and rib injuries, but he's going to play through it. John Brown's dealing with a hamstring injury. He's listed as questionable, as well as Chris Ivory, who's dealing with a shoulder injury. The whole running back situation in Buffalo is is a mess, I think, to put it lightly, um, but they seem to have some warm bodies to play football this week, so that's an improvement. Allen Robinson's dealing with rib injuries. He's questionable, but it looks like he will play. David Njoku also uh, still banged up with that knee injury. It looks like he should play barring a setback. Matt LaCrosse is dealing with a nagging ankle injury, but he'll be on the field this week for the Broncos. Kenny Galladay is also going to be out there. He's dealing with a chest injury. LeGarrette Blunt's going to play through a knee injury he's been dealing with. Not practicing fully, but he should be fine for this week. Devontae Adams uh, is also going to be good to go with his knee injury, which is nice because a lot of those wide receivers out in Green Bay are not healthy. Uh, Equinominius St. Brown is dealing with a concussion as well as Randall Cobb. They're both in the concussion protocol, both questionable. Let's wait and see. It's only Thursday. You probably won't know till Saturday or Sunday. So, again, have a plan B. DeAndre Hopkins looks like he's going to be good to go, barring a setback with the ankle injury. Lamar Miller says he's going to play this week after missing last week with his own ankle injury. And T.Y. Hilton is going to be on the field, barring a setback. He's dealing with that shoulder injury, which has been lingering on for a few weeks. Uh, again, a pretty meaningful game there. I think you should see him on the field. Spencer Ware is going to play through a shoulder injury, but I wouldn't see, be surprised to see his carries limited. Sammy Watkins, I, I'm shrugging at you. He's still dealing with a foot injury. He's still calling him questionable. They still keep saying he's not going to play unless he's 100%. He's not 100%. I don't think he's getting out on the field, but stranger things have happened. Keep an eye on it. They won't officially decide until Sunday morning. Todd Gurley is going to play this week, barring a setback from this knee injury. How long he plays in the game, that's anybody's guess, but he is going to get out there. He's going to get the start. Danny Danny Amendola is going to try to play through the shoulder injury for Miami. Sterling Shepard popped up on the injury report with a hip injury. He's questionable. Odell Blackham Jr., also questionable with that quad injury. Uh, Pretty much every giant wide receiver is questionable. So that with what you will. Jared Cook is dealing with rib injuries. He's questionable. I'd keep an eye on that. James Conner says he's going to play this week after missing the last couple of games for the Steelers. They could certainly use him as they're trying to fight for a playoff spot. Doug Baldwin is dealing with a shoulder injury out in Seattle. It looks like he's probably good to go this week. Deshaun Jackson's dealing with Achilles injury. He seems to have shed the thumb injury, but now he also has a bad attitude and does not want to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So how questionable he is? I don't know. Does it sound like he probably wants to play football for them? Not really. So, again, wouldn't put him in my lineup, but he's listed as questionable. Tajay Sharp in Tennessee is questionable with an ankle injury. It looks like he should be okay, but keep an eye on it. Jamison Crowder is going to play through a wrist injury. Vernon Davis is in the concussion protocol for the Redskins. He's questionable. Again, keep an eye on it. It's a concussion. Josh Doxon is sick. He's uh, been limited at practice. They're calling it questionable. Hopefully it should be fine. And Philip Lindsay is not going to play this week with a wrist injury for Denver, which means he's losing out on a nice chunk of change and, uh, you know, closing out a pretty good season for an undrafted rookie. We can all collectively breathe again. The injuries are now behind us.
0: (laughs) I did my whole show preparation in the time that it took you to read the injuries.
1: Perfect. (laughs) So, you know, and and like I said that was the streamlined version. If you saw how my injury report started, I it's it's not pretty. It's a whole it's a multi-day process. <laughs> yeah. So you're welcome. World. Should we uh
0: should we take a quick look at the waiver wire?
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's get crazy. There's some there's some pretty decent options out there. Obviously, like we talked about um there are not just injuries to worry about but guys who are going to be resting um some teams have yeah. already clinched you know you, you're looking in the NFC at, at like the Saints and the Cowboys not a lot they can do as far as seeding um the Panthers have nothing to play for so you wonder do you still run Christian McCaffrey out there you've already shut down camp newton um chicago you need the rams to lose at home to move your seeding but would you rather just be healthy? Do you want to spoil Minnesota's season? I, there's a lot of factors in this. I just, so it's, like I said, kind of like playing Russian and roll, like, Cause a lot of these teams are going to start guys, but do they play a quarter? Do they play a half? Do they play a whole game? What is it enough for fantasy value to start somebody who's not going to play a whole game? That's the, where the fun comes in.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, just my quick take on those. I, I wouldn't, you know, touch any of the Dallas and New Orleans players if I could help it. Um the other teams, those are the two that just jump out at me as having, you know, nothing to play for and aren't gonna want to risk anything. Um yeah, aside from that, Todd Gurley, I wouldn't expect to see him, you know, regardless of what they might say internally. I think CJ Anderson proved last week that he's more than a capable fill in there. So um that's that's one um I think most of the other teams that have something to play for, you know, like even Chicago, you know, yeah, there's a, you know, chance they could move off, not likely, but they could also keep Minnesota out of the playoffs. And so, you know, I think they're going to make at least, you know, some effort to, um, you know, for at least a half to, to get out there and, you know, make that game competitive and we'll see, you know, who knows, maybe their defense generates some turnovers all of a sudden their head and, I think it's going to be hard for them to pull their starters if they're ahead at halftime or early in the third quarter.
1: I'm with you there. Um, I think that for a lot of these guys that you're thinking about starting, you know, say a Patrick Mahomes or somebody like that, they may generate enough in a half or three quarters that it's probably still a better option than throwing somebody like, you know, a Teddy Bridgewater out there. (laughs) I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, it's just, you just don't
0: know. Although, you know, Teddy Bridgewater is an interesting case because he could, you know, potentially be auditioning for a starting job somewhere else next season. Cough, cough, Giants, cough, right. cough. You and, know, it's, and it's actually, actually a
1: decent matchup.
0: Yeah, and the other thing to keep in mind, too, is that this is, and I don't know why the schedule works this way, but this week they're actually you know, more games in the late time slot on Sunday than there are in the early yeah, time it's slot. And you know, I just Yeah, so there again a lot of teams won't necessarily know, you know, what if they have something to play for or not, you know, going into the late games. You know, like mm-hmm. you know, so Minnesota and Philadelphia both have a late game uh you know, time slot. So, you know, you don't at least you figure you're gonna get at least a half out of you know the players on each of those two teams, even if one of them's getting blown out so uh, it's it's kind of hard, but I think actually what's better than in many seasons is that we only have two teams that we you know went over before that have absolutely nothing to play for this week, and you know that you can pretty much just write them off and their players off other than that you know I think pretty much everyone is you know in play and as you said. It's just, are you going to get a full game's worth out of them or just a a quarter or two? So we'll see. Um, With that said, some suggested uh, waiver wire pickups and mentioned CJ Anderson before, you know, he obviously Mm -hmm. showed last week that he could fill in quite capably for Todd Gurley. And yeah, I I think the Rams have really uh, not much to you know, yeah, I think they have too much to risk in in you know having him further banged up. So I would expect that you know we'll get a heavy dose of C.J. Anderson again this week, and I wouldn't expect to see Todd Gurley. So uh, C.J. Anderson's be at the top of my running back list. Uh, Jalen Richard with Oakland, I think they're going to do their best to try to keep that game with uh, Kansas City competitive. And Kansas City, as we mm-hmm. know, you know, as overwhelming as their offenses, nobody's going to be writing books at the end of the season about uh, how great their defense was. And uh, Rashad Penny, as you alluded to, uh, back in Seattle this week and with Chris Carson, I don't think they're going to give him a full workload. So um, anybody else you would add to the running back list, Janet?
1: Uh, I might add Dante Foreman, who the Eagles seem to not realize last week was activated off IR because they did not cover him at all. Um, because I'm not entirely sold on how healthy Lamar Miller may be, I think that he could be an interesting flex option or something for a deeper league.
0: Okay. Um, wide receiver wise, I'm going with uh, Muhammad Sanu, Nelson Aguilar, and then uh, a bit of a wild card, Curtis Samuel, just because, you know, none of us have any idea what Kyle Allen is going to, do out there Um, for the Panthers. The only thing I think is the saving grace there is they're playing the Saints who I expect will treat this as a preseason game and it's not unusual or unheard of for, you know, quarterbacks to put up a gaudy stats in preseason games. So, you know, maybe Kyle Allen and Curtis Samuel, you know, might have something there, but uh, those would be my three. Uh, Any others that uh, we should be looking for?
1: I would also throw, and I know this is going to sound a little crazy, Golden Tate out there. He's going to be available still in a decent amount of your leagues because he hasn't really done a whole lot since he's been in Philadelphia. But his best game with the Eagles did come against Washington. So I'm willing to exploit that again and see if maybe lightning can strike twice.
0: Hey, um, quarterbacks. Um, I'm going to go begrudgingly with uh, Eli Manning and what is hopefully his final game as the (laughs) Giants quarterback. As... um, of potential waiver wire pickup. Again, I'm expecting the Cowboys to treat this like a preseason game. Uh, Lamar Jackson's had several nice games in a row and proven himself to be a useful fantasy commodity. And then uh, Derek Carr with Oakland uh, is another guy who's widely yeah. available on the waiver wire that I think might put up some big stats this weekend. Uh, who else would you add to that list?
1: Uh, I would uh, I'd add Sam Darnold just because I think that even even with the Patriots, probably not playing guys the whole time. Uh, he's still gonna have to throw a whole lot. So I, Sam Darnold to Robbie Anderson, I'll take that all day.
0: Okay, and um, tight end wise, uh, Ben Watson announced today that he's retiring at the end of the season. He seems like
1: he's yeah, been around
0: forever, but uh, you know, hopefully he'll go out with a bang. You know, and again, you know, I don't know. Um, how much uh, they're going to have Teddy Bridgewater throwing, but uh, if he does, mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Ben Watson is targeted on at least on a fair number of those uh, passes. Jesse James with Pittsburgh, is widely available. C.J. Uzuma with the Bengals and uh, Antonio Gates with the Chargers. I think you're scraping uh, bottom with those last two, so uh, Ben Watson and Jesse James are the preferred options for me there. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: it's it's a tough week for tight ends. <laughs> um, if uh, I, I mean, regardless of who's playing quarterback for the Panthers, I still think he and Thomas who's out there, uh, you know, in 60, 65% of leagues is still probably a decent, decent option. Just again, you know, not the best matchup in the world. He's going to have to be throwing all day and your tight end checkdown is going to be, you know, your bread and butter, especially for a guy who's not maybe the most familiar with the playbook, but uh, for me, I'd, I'd certainly throw him on the list.
0: Alrighty. Um Shall we get to some uh, um, position rankings?
1: Yeah, let's get crazy. Let's get wild.
0: Okay. Alrighty. Um, let's see.
1: Let's start where we always do at running back.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, I'll give you um, my list here. I've got uh, Saquon Barkley on my list of top options for this week. Uh, Jamal Williams, Lamar Miller, if he's healthy enough to play. Sony uh, Michelle, T.J. Mm-hmm. Anderson, Josh Adams, Dalvin Cook, um, Chris Carson, and um, I'll put um, I'll put Melvin Gordon on the list if he's uh, healthy enough to play.
1: Okay, we've got a little bit of overlap, but uh, certainly a few different names. I've got K- Christian McCaffrey at the top of my list. Um, again, the quarterback situation in Carolina, really suspect, and he's he's their best player regardless of who's healthy and on the field or not. Christian McCaffrey is the difference maker there. Um, my only potential concern is do they just say it's not worth it to risk him potentially for the future? I think they want to – have some respectability I think they're going to try to to put on some kind of offensive effort here um so I'm still going to go with Christian McCaffrey Saquon Barkley is number two on my list like you said the Cowboys don't have a ton to play for and the Giants regardless tend to have their number more often than I'm comfortable with and Saquon Barkley is just so good Um, So he's definitely number two on my list. I've got Melvin Gordon at three. It looks like he's going to play even against uh, the Denver defense in Denver. I think that there's enough value there, especially with, you know, some of the uncertainty and question marks this week. I've got him higher up on my list. I've got James Conner at four. Uh, The Steelers are going to need to do everything they can. They're trying desperately to get into the playoffs. And he's finally, finally, it looks like healthy. Uh, Jamal Williams is at five on my list. I really like the matchup for him this week. Nick Chubb at six. I've got David Johnson coming in at seven out in Arizona. Chris Carson, despite the fact Rashad Penny is going to be back. I think that Chris Carson still got enough value to be in my top 10. Uh, Leonard Fournette and Derek Henry running at my top 10. So well, a few different All Right. Names.
0: Yeah. Um, my avoid list, um, have a couple of your top 10, but, uh, Ezekiel Elliott, for obvious reasons, at the top of my avoid list. Um, Leonard Fournette, Alvin Kamara, Adrian Peterson, Matt Breida, David Johnson, Doug Martin, and Joe Mixon uh, also making my list.
1: Yeah, I've seen I've seen Joe Mixon. He's on my avoid list as well. I've seen people have a lot of people have him in their top ten um, and very highly ranked. I just think that again that. That offense is so broken right now, and they're going to have to – It's. I don't want to insist that being a super high-scoring game, but I think they're going to have to play from behind a fair amount. Uh, so he's certainly on my list. Lamar Miller is as well. Uh, I don't love the matchup. I think Dante Foreman's going to be uh, cutting into the carries there. And I just I don't know. I'm not totally sold on him being all the way healthy. Uh, Kenyon Drake, LaShawn McCoy, I don't want anything to do with any of the Bills running backs or really a lot of what's happening in Buffalo outside of Josh Allen right now. Uh, Deion Lewis, Theo Riddick, Kenneth Dixon, Chris Thompson, uh, Duke Johnson Jr., Wendell Smallwood, Garrett Blunt, Carlos Hyde. Just not, not enough value, not nearly enough for me.
0: Okay. Um, do you want to start on the wide receivers? You left your list? First. Sure.
1: Sure. Um, number one on my list, Antonio Brown. Uh, despite the fact that I may not think Cincinnati's going to put up a ton of, ton of points. I think that Steelers are going to come out swinging. Um, so you're going to see him as well as Juju Smith. schuster on my list a little bit later, but Antonio Brown at the top of my list, Julio Jones coming in at two. I love the matchup, even with him being a little banged up, uh, going against Tampa Bay and playing in Tampa Bay where there's like nobody in that stadium. It's not really a home field advantage. Um, I've got, Got Tyreek Hill at three. Devontae Adams as long as he's healthy enough to get on the field, which hopefully he's going to be at four. DeAndre Hopkins at five. Juju Smith Schuster checking in at number six on my list. Keenan Allen at seven. I've got Mike Evans at eight. TY Hilton, or I'm sorry. Mike Evans at eight. T. Y. Hilton at nine and Adam Thielen at ten. So certainly, uh, some heavy hitters, a lot of guys who are questionable, but I think they're going to get on the field. And just outside my top 10, uh, I've got Robert Woods and Julian Edelman.
0: Okay. I have uh Sterling Shepard, Julio Jones, Devonte Adams, Woo! Julian Edelman, Alshon Jeffrey, Adam Thielen, Antonio Brown, uh, Tyreek Hill, Keenan Allen, and T.Y. Hilton in my uh, top 10. And then, uh, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, and Juju Smith-Schuster just outside.
1: Nice. I really like Robert Woods this week. Not entirely sure that I have a whole lot of rationale behind it, but I really like him this week.
0: (laughs) It's week 17, no rationale needed.
1: True. You know, that's what I like about week 17. It feels like week one. It's just a crapshoot. We don't know what anyone's going to look like. We don't know who's going to (laughs) play.
0: Yeah, it's kind of depressing.
1: Okay. glass half full glass half empty <laughs> yeah
0: you're, you're definitely much more of a glass half full person than I am
1: this is true but that's okay somebody's okay. gotta be uh so as speaking of glass half empty avoid list it's not great um pretty much all of the Carolina receivers I don't really want anything to do with it I don't know who's playing quarterback I don't know what's going on out there I just start Ian Thomas Starting in Thomas, start Christian McCaffrey. I don't want to mess around with anything else. So, DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, stay on my bench. Jamison Crowder, I'm sitting this week, as well as Mike Williams. Uh, Zay Jones in Buffalo, I just kept wanting him to break out, and it just never really happened, and that's probably just because Josh Allen just runs the ball all the time, which I'm fine with. Kiki Kutte, even if he's healthy, I don't want any part of it. Randall Cobb, again, not sure he's going to be healthy enough. And even if he is, I think he has a few better options out there. Deshaun Jackson doesn't want to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't know why I should start him on my fantasy team, especially when the game's on the line. Uh, Taylor Gabriel, John Brown, I'm just staying away.
0: Okay. Uh, My avoid list includes such luminaries as Amari Cooper, Michael Thomas, Kenny Galladay, Robbie Anderson, Josh Doxon, Larry Fitzgerald, um, and Jordy Nelson. So hopefully not too many of those guys would have been in your starting fantasy lineups anyway. And just People the, uh, are very excited the,
1: about Jordy Nelson this week. I think they forget that maybe it's a little different matchup, and all of a sudden everybody remembers Jordy Nelson plays for the Raiders. So it's eh.
0: <laughs> not yeah, quite I mean, as nice I,
1: of a matchup as I think.
0: Yeah, it's it's not Aaron Rodgers throwing him the ball by a long shot. So it sure isn't. So i um, quarterbacks. So I'll take the lead there. Um, guys that I like a lot this week, uh, Eli Manning, Matt Ryan, um, Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady, um, Jared Goff, Nick Foles, Russell Wilson, Ben Roethlisberger, Patrick Mahomes, and Andrew Luck. And if you're really uh, desperate, if you're playing in like a four quarterback league, uh, might even throw Kyle Allen on the list. Uh, like I said, the you know, the Saints aren't going to have any tape on him, and you know it's essentially a preseason game for them. So if he throws for a couple hundred yards and a couple touchdowns, I would not be shocked.
1: Okay, all right, I like it. That's that's the beauty of week 17. It's unpredictable. Um, I've got Patrick Mahomes at the top of my list. Followed by Ben Roethlisberger, who I think is going to throw a decent amount. Uh, I've got Aaron Rodgers at three, Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson running out my top five. Jared Goff, Andrew Luck, uh, Philip Rivers, Deshaun Watson, and Tom Brady running out the top ten. Lamar Jackson and Nick Foles just outside it.
0: Okay, um, you may have heard that uh, Blake Bortles has been reinstated as the quarterback for your beloved uh, Jacksonville Jaguars. Well, I, just sure want, I just want you all to you know I, when
1: it came, when it came down to the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles and the Mariota carts of the world, it was actually a Mariota Kart team that prevailed, but that does not mean we are losing faith in the Teenage Mutant Ninja Bortles name. I think it will be back again next year. So we're very excited like Bortles is back in the fold.
0: <laughs> all righty then.
1: Um, I could just get CJ Bather a job. Things would be better. <laughs> We'll take what we
0: can get. <laughs> okay. Um, quarterbacks to avoid rather lengthy lists this week. Uh, Dak preskrew Breeze, Matt Stafford, Blake Bortles, Sam Darnold, Ryan Tannehill, Nick Mullins, uh, Josh Johnson, Josh Rosen, Jeff Driscoll, and Derek Carr. So uh, I gave you a bonus the uh, 11th to stay away from. Oh, check but, you uh, out.
1: Uh, on your yeah, I've list. got – Marcus Mariota, unfortunately, uh, Dak Prescott, Nick Mullen, Sam Darnold, Derek Carr, Kirk Cousins, Baker Mayfield, Mitchell Trubisky. It reads a lot like yours does. <laughs> Makes me sad. Okay.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, for tight ends, uh, who's who's on your uh, nice list this week?
1: Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz uh, are a one and one A on my list. Uh, Both good matchups, both teams that, granted, Travis Kelsey and the Chiefs aren't playing for quite as much, but I think there's enough value there that that's okay. Zach Ertz certainly will be playing that whole game. Uh, George Kittle coming in at three. Obviously, I can't sing his praises enough. I do it every week, so I'll spare you. Uh, Jared Cook at four, as long as he and his ribs make it on the field. Eric E. Braun with the same disclaimer uh, at five. I've got Gronk at six, Jimmy Graham at seven, Austin Hooper, Kyle Rudolph, and Evan Ingram running out my top ten. I think he's going to have a pretty nice game for the Giants, uh, especially against some of the the, uh, second team there for the Cowboys defense. We love to give up up points to tight ends. It's like a national pastime. All righty. (laughs) I'm not at all bitter about this. It's fine.
0: (laughs) Not that you're bitter, right? Um, tight ends no, that never. I like this week. Uh, Evan Engram, I agree with you. Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz. I'll go to the disappointment well one more time with Rob Gronkowski and hope I don't come up empty. <laughs> Kyle Rudolph, Eric Ebron, uh, Jimmy Graham, and Antonio Gates. So rather abbreviated top ten list. but
1: uh, That's okay. Um, it's a real know. tough week for tight ends. Not only are most of them the walking wounded, but, like, you just don't know who's throwing to them. <laughs> Ridiculous.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, my my avoid list. Uh, I've got Cameron Bright at the top of it. Ian Thomas, who in theory I really like, but there are probably twelve tight ends better matched up wise than he is this week. C.J. Uzma, Gerald Everett out in Los Angeles, Ben Watson, Antonio Gates, Blake Jarwin, uh, Vernon Davis, Ricky Seals, Jones, and Nick Vanett.
0: All right. I'm gonna tick you off by putting George Kittle on my list again. Don't do
1: that. Don't do that. You know what happened last time? He he caught for like 120 yards and a million points. I just want you to know. So everybody just put George Kittle automatically in your lineup. Sherpa said it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I actually, and we can, if there's time at the end, we can get into this, but if we were talking about uh, sort of our, our top tight ends for the season, you know, I think Travis Kelsey and Zach Ertz like you said before, yeah, you know, not only for this week, but you know, in general, it's been one and one A this season. Um, for me, yeah. Eric Ebron and George Kittle are right there in that next tier after those two guys. If uh, Eric Ebron didn't Ronkowski, have seventeen injuries
1: all year, he might have been he might have been at Zach Ertz kind of numbers. I mean just, he's very good and he does not get enough respect.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um so where were we? Did you, you gave us your top ten? for tight ends uh, yeah,
1: and and Yeah, and avoids. So I think we're on your avoid and list, avoids. which is George Kittle started okay, this, my avoid sort list. Of this whole shenanigan. Yes, that's <laughs> right.
0: George Kittle is on my avoid <laughs> list, uh, and I'll put uh, Ben Watson and Chris Harndon on there um, too, and that, that's about all I have for avoid lists.
1: You're avoiding tight ends entirely. You're just done. I'm with avoiding
0: them, <laughs> them entirely. I, I can't even be bothered to put it together. I'm an avoid list for tight ends. So you just just George Kittle's them. on
1: it just to piss me off. So that's really the whole purpose of this show. <laughs> um,
0: pretty much. Sure, sure, if showed up
1: just to needle me about George Kittle. It's fine. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, I did give him props just now. I said he was probably like in the top five tight ends. The season, except but I you never want, want to start it
1: all season. You start him like one no, time, I, you leave him in purgatory. No. You don't want to start him, you give him no love, no love.
0: Well,
1: Even in the CJ days, you wanted nothing to do with George Kittle
0: made it to the finals. But, uh, yeah, you know, I, I mean, there, I there, there could be, be a correlation league, so.
1: there. I'm just saying. All right, are you, um, are you holding it against George Kittle that you didn't win? I mean, I don't know if it's his fault. No, I'm
0: not. I'm not. It's the (laughs) Dynasty League, and I'm more than happy to have him on my team going forward. I'm just hoping that next year his quarterback is actually Jimmy Garoppolo and not CJ Beathard or Nick Mullins or, you know, Uh -uh. or Kyle Allen or Josh Allen or anybody like that.
1: I mean, I guess that's fair. But, you know, the fighting CJ Beathards will fight on.
0: They will, but it'll be some other team more than likely. But uh, oh, maybe they'll keep him on just to humor George Kittle, since C.J. Bethard was his college teammate. But uh, other See? than that, I don't know why they would keep I mean, him around. In- All
1: right, it could be fine.
0: Okay, um, defenses. There are a bunch I like this week: uh, Giants, Texans, Bills, Eagles, Seahawks, Steelers, Chiefs. Panthers, Packers, Patriots, and Rams for me. How about for you?
1: I've got the Seahawks at the top of my list, followed by the Texans, uh, the Bears, the Rams, the Buffalo Bills coming in at five, uh, the Ravens, Eagles, Steelers, uh, and I also have the Patriots and the Saints running up my top ten.
0: Okay. Um, for me, the avoid list would include Dallas, Tampa Bay, Detroit, the Jets, 49ers, Redskins, Cardinals, Bengals, and
1: the Raiders. Okay. To be honest, our avoid lists look pretty similar. Um, I've I've got Dallas on mine, the Raiders, the Bengals, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, Jets, Lions, the Panthers, Cardinals. It's it's not great out there.
0: <laughs> okay. So It's, uh, not,
1: it's just it's not pretty. Yeah, let's get crazy.
0: All right. So let's get the first two games out of the way. The team, the games that feature teams that have nothing to play for. Um, Cowboys yeah. on the road against the Giants that the Cowboys had lost last week and they had something to play for. I think this would have been a blowout one way since they have nothing to play for. I think it'll probably be a blowout the other way. I think the Giants will romp here. They'll treat it like a real game. Cowboys, not so much. I'll go with a final score Mm. of uh, Giants 35 and Cowboys 10.
1: Okay. I've got the Giants winning 24-17. I've got it a little closer, a little more respectable. Um, It'll be interesting to see. I just, like you said, the Cowboys don't have anything to play for. The Giants are playing really just to screw up your draft position at this point, which I'm sure you're loving. but I'll watch this. I really like watching Squad Barkley play and you know, it'd be nice if the Cowboys win, I just don't think it's gonna happen here.
0: <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Um I mean if you were the Giants here, let me ask you this. Uh yeah. If you were the Giants, would you want Dwayne Haskins as your quarterback next year, the Ohio State kid?
1: No, I would not. Um I actually and I actually do watch a lot of Ohio State football. My dad's from Ohio, so this is a big thing in our family. Um, I'm not sold on Dwayne Haskins. I just, I personally have not been a big fan of the last few generations, if you will, the last few classes of quarterbacks out of Ohio State. I think they're very much a product of their system, and they haven't translated all that well to the NFL. And I'm, I, I just am not sold on him. I think there are going to be better options. I think the Giants are probably better off getting somebody out of out in the free agent market, there are going to be quarterbacks out there because um, they have enough pieces, but they really need an offensive line to protect whoever the heck's back there. Um, but for me, I don't know if Dwayne Haskins is a good fit. What do you think?
0: Um, of the college quarterbacks, he seem, I mean, I know there's been some talk about the Duke quarterback who had a nice full game against Temple today, but yeah. if they were going to I pick like a him. college he's very quarterback, good. he's probably, Haskins is probably the one that I would want, but I, no, they're also talking about maybe signing a stopgap like uh, um, Joe Flacco. I would actually rather see them, you know, do what it takes to get, uh, and hopefully it wouldn't be that much to get uh, Teddy Bridgewater in there. Maybe give up a second or third round. I draft think that pick would be that such an
1: interesting pick. fit. It would give that offense different dynamic because you've had the stereotypical stand tall in the pocket, throwing downfield, Eli Manning, who unfortunately throws to defenders a little too often. Um, but to put Teddy Bridgewater in there, who's more than a year past blowing out his knee and destroying his leg, he looks great. If you've seen any any film of him at practice and you read anything that beat writer's talking about, he looks really good. He looks strong. But if you had Teddy Bridgewater and Saquon Barkley both in that backfield, the things you could do with that offense would just be unbelievable. Like that would just be so much fun to watch. And I'm saying that as a Cowboys fan, just as a football fan, I can appreciate how interesting that dynamic would be. Like that would be the top of my list for your Giants.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my dream. Although, you know, I don't know.
1: It's a good dream. I I think
0: he had a two year contract with the Saints. I'd have to look that up. So I don't know what it would take to pry him away, but uh, that would be sort of my, uh, dream for the Giants, you know, short of that, I don't know what's all out there. I mean, I guess Jameis Winston is going to be out there. And even though I've, you know, touted don't him. James Winston. think Tampa Bay <laughs> is making a mistake. If they, you know, if they don't re-sign him, I, I would um, still prefer that they give somebody like uh, Teddy Bridgewater a, a shot at it, but uh, we'll see what happens.
1: I mean, Joe Flacco, Joe Flacco would be a fine fit. I just think that'd be a
0: caretaker. He's not somebody you build. For a team my money, around. Joe a, Flacco would be a, a lot warm. more
1: interesting in Jacksonville. I think that would be a much more interesting fit for him. He could kind of recreate what he had in Baltimore, have a strong defense, throw the ball downfield to some guys, have a good run game. He can be a part of the system. He doesn't have to be the guy in in New York. You'd have to be a little bit more of the guy. And I don't know if Joe Flacco's Gonna be the, He'd be fine, but I don't think it would win you a Super Bowl. I just I think Teddy Bridgewater would be so dynamic.
0: I'll throw out another name for you, uh, Nick Foles, depending on what he does with Philadelphia. I mean Old
1: Nick Foles and Dynamite. Press, Nick,
0: yeah, I mean, he's certainly had chances to start four in the league, and you know, early in his career looked like he might be you know, a career starter. Now, last couple yeah. of years, not so much. Um do you think another team is willing to take a shot on him as a starter, or do you think you know he'll Absolutely. probably be back as a backup for the for the Eagles next season?
1: I think I think a, a third of the league would be calling. I think that you know, like a Washington, a Jacksonville, a Tampa Bay, those types of teams certainly would be interested. I don't know if Nick Foles is. He may he would be perfectly happy to stay in philadelphia he'd be perfectly happy to walk away and retire and go become a preacher uh he he's not married to being a football player which kind of makes it more interesting i just i don't even know if he's going to want to stick around and and play football at all but if if he does stay in the league i think he's going to have an awful lot of suitors
0: yeah i would i don't know as a giants fan it would be hard for me to see him in a Giants uniform and root for him, but uh, I suppose I, that Jerry Seinfeld would be for the laundry.
1: True. I mean, it just, I just don't think that personality-wise, I don't think he'd be a good fit in in New York. I'm I'm not entirely sure the guy's pulse goes above like sixty, but I just I don't know if he in the New York market and that kind of pressure and and pressure cooker would be the best mix. I think he'd be better off somewhere that isn't so. High pressure, if you will. Not that like Philadelphia is the easiest place in the world to play, but we saw how he looked at the beginning of the season when he had the weight of the world on his shoulders versus how he's playing now when there's a lot less pressure on him. And I think that's kind of been historically his M.O. in his career. He's very good. Uh, he can be good under pressure, but he's not great being the guy every second of every day, it seems like. So I don't know. I just – I don't know. I don't love it for him in New York. Take Teddy All right, uh,
0: two other names I'll throw <laughs> out as possibilities, uh, Derek Carr and Tyrod Taylor.
1: Tyrod Taylor I think is very interesting. I don't know if he's going to be a good fit as a starter a lot of places. I could certainly see him in Tampa Bay. I like the, the dynamic of that offense. It's a very young team. He's got some young receivers, and I really – if a defense could just stay healthy, they're another year away from being something really special. Um, I think that he could, he could bring that team kind of a new life just because they're just the way it's been, it's been so broken. They've had so many different things between Brian Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston. I think for my money, Tyrod Taylor fits best there, but I think he's probably a really good backup somewhere where you have someone trying to come back from an injury, maybe like, you know, a San Francisco type of thing where he may have to play a few games and you know he's reliable versus giving him the range somewhere. And Derek Carr, I mean, Smith, I love the guy. I think that in under a different coach, probably he's going to flourish a lot better. He and John Gruden do not like each other. They don't seem to get along all that well, and they sure don't communicate well. Um, but I think Derek Carr, you put him behind a, an offensive line that's halfway decent uh I'd like to see him hold on to the ball a little bit less but I think he could be very very good
0: yeah it's just with the history with the Carr family with David Carr being with the Giants and Derek Carr apparently thanking that you know his older brother uh didn't have a good NFL career because he got killed behind the Giants uh offensive line or at least what passed for one in the early 2000s I think uh
1: That was a tough time in the offensive line world for you guys. Even if he were (laughs) willing
0: to, even if the Giants were wanting to sign him, I think he would uh, think long and hard before he would sign there. So we'll see. But uh, anyway, that was a nice little uh, um, detour. But uh, shall we continue with the the games then?
1: Yeah, yeah. See, that's how little this Cowboys-Giants game matters this week. (laughs) We're taking a (laughs) whole side (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. Uh, next up, we've got Carolina at New Orleans. As we've mentioned several times, neither team here likely to have its uh, preferred starting quarterback uh, in there. Yeah, Carolina due to injury, New Orleans due to success. So it's going to end up as uh, Kyle Allen versus Teddy Bridgewater. Normally I would say Teddy Bridgewater wins that and a walk over, but again, I'm not sure New Orleans doesn't, uh, treat this like a preseason game that we're not seeing, you know, you know, Taysom Hill in there for uh, most of the game. But uh, anyway, I think Carolina will win this, but uh, I'll go with a final score of Carolina 27, New Orleans 21. And as long as uh, New Orleans doesn't get any of its players hurt, that's, that's really a victory for them.
1: I'm taking New Orleans and the Teddy Bridgewaters. I'm going to take them 27-17. not certainly the high-scoring affair that this may have been six weeks ago. Um, but I, I think this is still an, a very interesting game to watch. I'm interested to watch it. I think despite, you know, not there being a ton of drama this week, I think there's still a lot of matchups. I love having division games at the end of the season since they've gone to that the last couple of years. I'm super into this.
0: Yeah, it's just unfortunately there's really – Nothing. Not
1: a lot of drama. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Especially in the early games, there's just really not much there. I mean, you have, you know, games where one of the two teams is playing for something, but, you know, those two games, there's nothing you know, going on. Atlanta, Tampa Bay, nothing going on. Green Bay, Detroit, nothing. Houston against Jacksonville. New Orleans has something to play for. Buffalo and Miami, nothing going on there. The, The early games are pretty slim pickings. If you could only watch, one game on Sunday, I would pick one of the late games because I don't think the uh, early games are, are going to do it for you.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean there's of certainly the a couple. I like, game is that's the one that's the one to watch. I mean, but like you said, the after the late games, or as I think of them, the afternoon games, uh, certainly more stacked and competitive matchup-wise. But you know. Thank for your buck. You got something to watch in the morning. Obviously, we'll watch the Cowboys Giants game, but <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm also but pretty I mean, for instance, Detroit
1: and Green Bay, but yeah, I mean, that's not a surprise to anybody. Yeah,
0: you know, the the Philadelphia Washington and Minnesota Chicago games, you know that that mm-hmm. could be interesting. Uh, how does Baker Mayfield Cleveland, do on Baltimore, the road Baltimore? Yeah, yeah, that could be a good game. You know, um, yeah, yeah, there, there's there. I just think the afternoon, the later games are um, more interesting as a whole than the early games. But anyway, since Which we're still nice, on the early games. Which is because it's the complete
1: opposite of how it's been for the first 16 weeks of the season. So thank yeah, you, well, schedule makers. You two, with us week 17.
0: Yeah, we've had as few as two late games on Sunday afternoons, and now all of a sudden I think well, we've got uh, eight
1: you know, late
0: games. So anyway, yeah. um. But we're still in the early games, Atlanta at Tampa Bay. Both of these teams are a mess. I think Tampa Bay is a little bit more of a mess. See Deshaun Jackson. Uh, I'll go with Atlanta to win this one and close out a disappointing season and continue the streak of uh, teams not making it to the Super Bowl when the Super Bowl is played in their home stadium. I'll go here, uh, final score, Falcons 31, uh, Buccaneers 24.
1: We're also going to continue second year streak of me picking a team to play in or win the Super Bowl when playing in their home stadium and then not get there. So thanks for nothing, Atlanta. Um, I'm still going to pick them as I've been doing 99% of the time this season. I'm picking them 28-17. Okay,
0: next up we've got uh, Green Bay hosting Detroit. Uh, Another battle of uh, teams that will be watching January football on their own televisions and yeah, I I usually have a hard time picking Aaron Rodgers, but uh, not this week. You yeah, he showed me something being out there last week against the Jets. So I'll go with um, Green Bay to win this at home, uh, round out a disappointing season with a home victory, 31 over Detroit's 21. And hopefully Matt Patricia will show up on time for the news conference.
1: Rumor is that will never happen. Um, I never have a hard time picking Aaron Rodgers, so I'm going to continue my streak of picking Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I've got Green Bay winning this 24-14.
0: <laughs> you know, if Matt Patricia is late to everything, how in the world did he survive with Bill Belichick? I can't imagine him. That's maybe what that's blew my mind when I first
1: heard that. Like, maybe maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, screwed. I had to be early for everything, the whole if you're on time, you're late deal. I'm going to show up whenever I want to. Or maybe, maybe everybody else is just early and Matt Patricia's on time and this is all a big conspiracy.
0: It could be. Hashtag fake news. So next up, we've got uh, (laughs) Jacksonville at Houston. Uh, Houston's obviously got more to play for here than uh, Jacksonville does. Uh, Jacksonville just looking to solidify a draft pick. And if anyone needs a new quarterback in the league, even more so than the Giants, I think the... Jaguars are it, but uh, Blake Bortles' finale is the Jaguars' uh, starting quarterback. I think he goes down to defeat, and I'll pick the Texans to win this
1: Um, 27-17. As much as every fiber of my being wants to pick Blake Bortles to win this game, like logic tapes, I have to pick the Texans. (laughs) I would love to be wrong about this. Logic Um, dictates. but I'm gonna pick twenty one sixteen, the Texans over the Jaguars. It hurts me to okay. do it, but I'm doing it.
0: All right. Um, next up, we've got the Jets traveling to the Patriots. Uh, Sam Darnold may be the quarterback of the future for the Jets. Tom Brady not having a good season by his standards, but uh, I, I just don't see the Jets um, going into Foxborough and uh, and winning this. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Patriots to take this by a score of
1: 31-21. I'm taking New England 27-20. I think it'll be a little closer, but I just, I don't think this is going to be a pretty game. Still not convinced Tom okay, Brady's really all that healthy, but we'll see.
0: All right, next game Miami at Buffalo. Nobody cares. I'll say Buffalo wins this at home 27-17. And I know you're I'm saying Josh Miami. Allen
1: wins this at home. I'm actually, I'm taking Josh Allen. I'm not taking the Bills. I'm taking okay. Josh Allen as one single human to win this game, okay. 20 to 17.
0: <laughs> all right. Is he going to have anybody out on the field with him, or it's just going to be
1: no. rugby? No, you know? he's just he's just one man, and he's the entirety of this team. I mean, the running backs don't want to show up. The wide receivers are all hurt. Yeah, I'm going to say Josh Allen and the defense. So, maybe defenders will play offense. I don't know. It might be an improvement.
0: Two-way. That would be fun. All right. Next up, we've got the the late games. San Francisco at the Rams. Rams, even without Todd Gurley, I think, should win this pretty easily. I'll go final score. Rams 31, 49ers 21.
1: I'm with the Rams winning 30 to 21. I do think Todd Gurley is going to make at least a quarter appearance in this game. That's my bold prediction.
0: Okay. All right, uh, going out on a limb there. Uh, Next, we've got uh, Eagles at Washington. Eagles, uh, part of me hopes they find a way to screw this up, but I think even if they win, it's not going to matter. But I'll say that they hold up their end of the bargain um, and beat the downtrodden Washington Redskins. Final score, Eagles 30, Redskins 20.
1: I bet the Eagles winning 26-17. It's Nick Foles under center, and it's December. Lock it down sorry, Redskins, you're a hot mess. And I can say that and probably not get fired tomorrow because I work for a bunch of Redskins fans because even they're self-aware enough to know it's not great.
0: Okay, next up, we've got the game that will probably determine the Eagles' playoff fate, and that's uh, Chicago's on the road at Minnesota. Again, Chicago, nothing to really play for, and it's you know, unlikely that they're going to move um, their playoff seeding. I think they're probably locked into the third seed there, so uh, I don't think they're going to be going all out for four quarters. I think they keep it interesting, but I'll say Minnesota just has more to play for and wins this 27-24, knocking the Eagles out of the playoffs.
1: I'm taking Chicago to win this twenty one seventeen in a bit of a barn burner. I think this just is more interesting and I think it's possible Chicago's actually gonna play a decent amount of this game. So I'm taking I'm taking the Bears. I'm taking the Bears as a spoiler for Minnesota.
0: So you think the Eagles are gonna make the playoffs then?
1: I do. I do. Oh it's a weird right. world.
0: Yeah. I don't well, have to like it. I just I think it'll happen. Um, next up we've got uh two more birds we've got the cardinals facing the seahawks and i don't think this one will be much of a contest i think uh, russell wilson really has a nice year uh, here uh, josh rosen david johnson larry fitzgerald that all not so much uh, i'll go with yeah. seattle to win this by two touchdowns uh, seattle 31 arizona 17
1: we got Seattle winning 28-13, So similar similar vibe, just a lower score.
0: Okay. There's
1: just no um, way Air into special. Seattle winning.
0: <laughs> no, I agree. Um blowout special of the week, uh Cincinnati at Pittsburgh. Yeah you know, Pittsburgh's gonna be playing and scoreboard watching with uh, Baltimore at the same time. I know there's a slight chance that both Pittsburgh and Baltimore get in. Um, both get in, but that's uh, highly unlikely. I think Indy and Tennessee have to finish in a tie. There's there's some weird thing that has to happen for them both to make it. Yeah.
1: Mercury has to will, be in but... retrograde and like someone's got to be standing on their head and Donovan McNabb has to learn the rules of ties. It's like a lot of weird stuff has to happen all at once.
0: Yeah. I don't think it happens. I think Pittsburgh wins this uh, <laughs> 41-17
1: I've got them money thirty-one seventeen, so a blowout, just not quite as big. Just all the fantasy points here. Start all of the Steelers.
0: Okay. Cleveland at Baltimore. Uh, I think Cleveland, you know, they've certainly surprised me. I think at the beginning of the season, you picked them to win um, eight games. No, six games. Yeah. This season. And uh, as of now, they've... Uh, here we are. Already won seven games, so they've exceeded expectations. They're not going to finish in last place, so that's something to build on. Pretty far enough uh, about this. Yeah, I, I think they make it interesting, but uh, I still think Baltimore has a little bit more motivation. Lamar Jackson, I'll, yeah. I'll go with them to win this by a field goal. I'll say Baltimore 27, Cleveland 24.
1: I've got the exact same score. I, I think Baltimore's a little more polished. Uh, they, they've been there before, and despite how dangerous Baker Mayfield may wake wake up feeling on Sunday, I think Baltimore's still going to have his number. But I, I think this is going to be one of the better games to watch.
0: Okay, um, we've got Oakland at Kansas City. Uh, I I don't see how Kansas City blows this. I suppose it's possible, but I sure hope not. And I'll go with Kansas City to win this by almost two touchdowns. Final score, Kansas City, 34, Oakland, 21.
1: I mean, Kansas City winning 35-24. So, again, same vein. I just – I'd love to see Oakland really do something here, but holy moly is that it's a functional football team. We just watched Derek Carr and John Gruden yell at each other on the sidelines some more. That's probably what will happen.
0: Um, mm. Chargers at Denver. Um, I don't know. This is strange. You know, Denver went into um, Los Angeles and – beat the Chargers a few weeks ago in one of those games. You can say, how the heck did that happen? I think Denver keeps True. it close, but again, Chargers have a lot more to play for, and I think they uh, uh, return the favor this time. Uh, I'll say Chargers 27, Denver 24.
1: I've got I the Chargers winning 27-20. Denver's found a lot of ways to snatch defeat from the jaws of victory this season. They should be better than they are, but they're another team that probably needs a new quarterback or at least a better system to put them in. So we'll see what they look like coming into next year.
0: Well, that's kind of my nightmare that uh, Pat Schirmer will think that he needs uh, Case Keenum to be reunited with him in New York. And that's that's the Giants Mm -hmm. rebuilding uh, back a few years. But uh, we'll see. Um, Finally, we come to the Sunday night game, the one with everything on the line. Uh, in all likelihood, unless it finishes in a tie and certain other things happen, but you know we're basically talking about the second wild card spot in the AFC uh, coming down to Indianapolis and Way Tennessee. Win and you're in. Your yeah, Tennessee at home, but Marcus Mariota not so healthy right now. Derrick Henry's had a nice string, but uh, I'm going to go with Andrew Luck T.Y. Hilton, Marlon Mack at all to. To win this, I'll go with uh, Indianapolis uh, twenty-seven over Tennessee's twenty-four.
1: About the exact same score. Uh, I just think that Indy's got a little bit more offensive firepower. They're a little healthier, um, but I think it's going to be a great game to watch. I'm very excited for it. Despite the Mariota carts uh, winning in fantasy football this year, they may not be winning in real life football. So Tennessee's just not quite there yet. As far as daily fantasy picks for you this week, if you're looking to stack, go with the Steelers, the Colts, the Chiefs, the Falcons, At quarterback, your values, Andrew Luck, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson at running back, Gus Edwards, Damian Williams, Adrian Peterson, Jamal Williams, pretty much anybody with the last name Williams eligible at running back, and Jaquiz Rogers. At wide receiver T.Y. Hilton, Robbie Anderson. I can't stress enough how good of a play Robbie Anderson is this week. Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay, Calvin Ridley, Jordy Nelson. And at tight end, Vance McDonald. And Spend Up gets accurate to Travis Kelsey. Those are really the guys who are going to get your points. At defense, uh, the Ravens, Falcons, and the Bills. And that brings us to the end of our ninth season and week 17s predictions. It has been so much fun hanging with you guys as usual this season. Thank you to everybody who's listened. And of course, as always, good luck in your fantasy teams uh, this week if you're still playing, unless of course you are playing us who are not playing. So good luck to everybody. And hopefully we'll see you back here for season 10.
0: Yeah, and just wanted to say, Jana, thanks again. This is just so much fun. That's why we keep doing it year after year. And, uh, yeah it's it's a lot of fun and uh look forward to doing it again for a tenth season so good luck everyone i can't wait they're, thank gonna, you, they're and, gonna put
1: us in the hall of fame one of these days <laughs> you know, even
0: if it's our own hall of fame but uh we'll, we'll make it there <laughs> thank you microphone, again for all that you do so.
1: Sherpa thank you guys all for listening this has been great like I said we'll be back with you next year and find us all over social media you know where to find us we're happy to help you coming into your championship week again we're just talk sports we're around
0: good luck happy new year